look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. What's up, Murfreesboro? Welcome to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show right here on WGNS Radio. We are live from the studio here in the heart of downtown Murfreesboro. I'm Michael Lynn White, along with Mr. Murfreesboro himself, Bill Wilson. Hey, hey, hey. Bill, we are up in here tonight, and we want to hear from you, so you can reach us tonight by calling in at 615-893-1450 or head on over to Mr. Murfreesboro's Facebook page and chat with us there. You can also listen to us at WGNSRadio.com and also chat with our awesome guest tonight. We are so pleased to have him, chef extraordinaire, among lots of other things, Mr. Alex Ballou. Hello. Ballou. Hello. Alex Ballou. Not Beluga, but Ballou. Ballou. Ballou like the bear on the Jungle Book. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the like bear it. necessities. I need, to thank my, I need to give a shout out to my sister, Debbie Miller, who put me in contact with Alex, even though... We've kind of known each other. Yeah, yeah. You've ate, you ate at the restaurant yeah, before. at Dallas and Jane's. And thanks, Debbie. God rest thanks, peace. sis. I love you. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we're excited to have you here. And thanks. We were just chatting a little while ago. I didn't know all the things that you've done. I mean, you could write a book. I could. I actually thought about it for a little bit, but instead I figured I'd do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell everybody what your – well, first of all, let's talk about the name of your business now. We know that you had the restaurant Dallas and Jane, which yes. I ate at several times. Thank Delicious you. food. You're a very talented chef. Thank you. Had a good team. Good. Really good. That's good. And it was such a cute place. Thank you. Um, but now you're doing something different. So I tell am. us about that. So I own a place uh, called Made South Meals now. We do uh, meal prep, which – is a little bit all the rage, and really, it's the way that I eat and my family eats. It's incredibly healthy. It's convenient. It's much more affordable than a fine dining restaurant. Um, the thing that separates us from the rest of the meal prep companies is that we're the only one that actually packs six ounces of protein in every single meal. We don't use anything that's fr- frozen, nothing pre-prepared. Everything's made from scratch, sushi-grade fish. Uh, antibiotic hormone-free chicken it's all made every single day everything is hand weighed packed macros are on the lid and it's really saving people a ton of time and energy on their sundays a lot of people do their meal prep for the week on sundays they spend three to four hours between going to the grocery store cooking and cleaning and packing and it's saving families a ton of time and money so it's It's all about time isn't it it is and what's your time worth let's talk about money because i know that's what i want to know can we talk about how much like a week's worth of meals is? Yeah, it really depends on what you order. So uh, two of our, we have two breakfast options and uh, those are $8. And so we have a like so a two. make muffin? Well, we do have like, <laughs> like a two egg souffle and then it comes with four ounces of roasted potatoes. And then we do a protein blueberry waffle and that wow. comes with a chicken and apple sausage. And then we start off with our meals at $10 and they top out at 15. Wow. I mean, that's like, I'm telling you, you go anywhere, even fast food is so expensive now so that's great, yeah, I mean, great we, prices i'm happy to hear it thank you. what sets you apart main south mills from the other people what i really think it comes down to um you know there's a few options in town for sure um clean eats is one of them they're they're very convenient they have a ton of options they're a franchise so they have quite a few locations all of their meals that you can grab are frozen 
And so there's a huge, huge quality difference between fresh and frozen. Y'all's aren't frozen. Not at all. Okay. And um, they also, their proteins are about three and a half to four ounces versus ours are six. And then uh, Munch is another one. They do a great job. They have a a little bit, they have a bigger selection than we do. But again, it's a little bit lower on the protein count. So Mm -hmm. for us, it's all about protein being the most important nutrient for your body to get. Uh, That really helps you sustain life, physical fitness, health and wellness. And so we want to give you the maximum amount of protein that you need and not have to charge extra for it so do you mix it all up at a location is that how you do it or is it is it brought in how tell us how that works so everything comes in raw and then we you know we take apart the salmon we cure it we rinse it off we roast it with local seasoning made in charleston south carolina right like everything we do is we buy everything with care and intent and we try to take care of it to the best of our ability and we you know we slice our sweet potatoes we're not buying anything pre-cut and uh, it's all roasted or cooked off fresh how, yeah very fresh and then um, each meal we have about 26 options for meals protein wise we use uh, ground turkey chicken salmon uh, an eight ounce burger, Terrace Major for our steak, and then we do specials that range from Kung Pao shrimp to buffalo cauliflower, and it just kind of, if I wake up with a wild hair and I'm going to be like, oh, today we're going to do then you General Sal's chicken, then that's what we're going to do. That's the great thing about being your own boss is you just kind of, whatever. Have you ever had a Bubba burger? A Bubba burger. Bill, I don't know I've if had that's a Buster's on burger. His, Buster's uh, yeah. eating plan. Okay. Speak- I do know I'm a I'm a huge advocate for cheat meals. Okay. Huge. When do you do your cheat meal? Far too often. Okay. It's supposed to be like once a week. It's more like three or four times a week. And where were, where will you go? I mean I for me, I have like three death row meals, right? A really good <laughs> This is my last meal. I'm it running. is. If I'm getting put down, then these are the things that I'm running to. Really good sushi. Yeah. A really good cheeseburger. Or fried chicken. Y'all are making me hungry. Well, Jack Browns. Yeah. Have you eaten Jack Browns? I do. Yeah, I've had Jack Browns. <laughs> we go there quite a we bit. We go there all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's very convenient to hear. It is. Yeah. It is. I yeah. like Jack Browns. I wish they delivered. But you know, if you go in there, it's it's meat, cheese, a bun, and fries. That's it. Yeah, they'll look you at you have... like you're going to kill you if you ask for a tomato. They sure or will. Or lettuce or anything else. <laughs> like, we don't do that. That's sacrilege. That's like Saturday Night Live skit. Cheeseburger. Chip, well, Bill chip, Pepsi, eats like Pepsi. a child. He's like, let me have some fries, chicken some tenders, <laughs> yeah. and Thanks, sugar. Meredith. So maybe this will inspire Bill. We love you, Bill. But <laughs> yeah. his eating habits are like a, your six-year-old child, probably. Love addiction you, Bill. Addiction to sugar. I have an addiction to sugar. It started You should with, break that. I know. Oh. <laughs> Taylor's Candy Kitchen, which you're, y'all, y'all don't remember that, was here in town. And I can remember, or uh, it was Sugar and Spice, which is a Bell Bonds place now here on... Uh, no, that's on, a, I think I remember that. Sugar and Spice, they, they would always make our uh, birthday cakes. And I'm I'm the relative that goes and like that takes their finger, sticks it in. You're the that guy. I'm that guy. I still do that. And then blame it on my younger brother. It's really bad to be that guy in a pandemic, by the yeah. way. Yeah. How? Ha- speaking of pandemic, how has it affected you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Should we go sales there, up, Alex? Down, sales down, sales up. I mean, we we had all kinds of plans, and they all went sideways. We had all kinds of investors; they all disappeared. Mm. We uh, we had ideas; those didn't work. And, you know, my restaurant capacity, so we, we try to do to-go for a while. People don't want to eat fine dining out of a styrofoam box. It just doesn't work. Right. And then we try to do different kinds of barbecue sandwiches. But do you know how many $11 sandwiches you have to, have to sell to make a lot of money? Right. A lot of barbecue sandwiches. Wow. And we're not set up for it. And, you know, I was paying my sous chef and one of my cooks 
I was just trying to pay them $400 a week just to kind of give them some money. They weren't working but three days a week. Right. But we were just trying to keep them sustained, and it just it didn't. It just wasn't working. So right. I launched a, a Facebook Live cooking class every day for 45 days called Cooking and Cocktails with Corona. Uh, it was sponsored for uh, $5,000. I would go live. I, Manit Shohan was on. Wow. Tracy Acha wow. was on. Um, Shane Nasby was on. We had a, went to all these different restaurants, and they kind of showed how to make their specific meals. And Where the, are they, these restaurants? Let me interject here. Where are the, the people you just – are they local? Or are they, they're in are Nashville, they? most in of Nashville. them. I, okay. I did – so I probably did – 35 of them myself for my kitchen where i did a 30 minute recipe this is what you can make from home this is a cocktail that you can do sponsored by mountain valley sparkling water from the washita mountains in arkansas right. and then that was wow. the, that was the shameless plug and that was we did that for about a month and a half and then we'd sold some butcher boxes and then i taught some cooking classes and it was just pivot 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 try to make money and in july we decided okay syndication we're not yeah we're not gonna have to do anything to start back our meal prep company we have everything we need right we, we have the kitchen we have the space all i need are people to place orders and then i know exactly how much food to buy there's no loss i get immediate cash in and i don't have to spend any money so i really brought back the the whole meal prep idea out of just a need for sales and that right. was it and then it started to take off and then january 4th of this year we opened five days a week for grab and go and we're doing online ordering three days a week That's and it's awesome. going well yeah i mean we've partnered up with uh gold's gym and we're doing their summer shred program we've partnered up we're actually feeding two Uf ufc fighters for their summer camps to get them ready for a fight season in july wow so i mean it's the word is getting out there it's again it's saving people so much time and energy when you can come in, you can grab a meal that's ready to go. You know it's healthy. You know it's delicious. Two minutes in the microwave. You have no dishes. You have Bam. It's just done. Right. It's stress relief. It is. By the way, thanks for the muffins. We're going to be trying those out here shortly. I'm going to need to, I'm gonna need to watch you eat them. <laughs> Tell me the best way to eat them now. Do I need to put these in the microwave with butter? That's probably so not the best way. I made these um, an hour ago. What are, what are they called? I know they're muffins. You did. So... I'd love for you to eat them right now. Take a bite you right now. Really? Can I eat it? We're about to go to. Uh, how about so this is a, be smacking on air? Right. So we sell about twelve dozen of these a week. This is a gluten free, hundred percent gluten free. Is it blueberry? Banana white chocolate muffin. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's delicious for everybody listening, for y'all watching. Amazing! It's so moist. Mm. I don't think anybody would ever know that's gluten free. It's gluten free. No, you it's really wouldn't. It's I can it. taste that yeah. fresh banana. Oh yeah. You're talking about barbecue earlier. The only two places you could get barbecue in, in Murfreesboro in the 70s, when I was growing up, Pope Taylor's Barbecue on Main Street and Jackie Golf's on Thompson Lane. These are both Which my is time. Mikey Williamson's. <laughs> it's a place where they sell golf carts now. You could go by there, get barbecue, or Pope Taylor's. I wish I had a golf cart. Just to ride around my little neighborhood. My grandmother my, has one. Mikey will awesome. hook you up. My boys Mikey will love it. <laughs> That's delicious, by the way. It is delicious, by the way. One it's thing a great breakfast. I love about hearing your story, and we're going to get more into it, is the fact that, I mean, you've had a lot of challenges, but it seems like, especially during the pandemic, week after week, you're just pivoting. You're figuring out what you're going to do next, and you're just making it work. Yeah. Which bounce is, back. Bounce back. Which is great to me. When I would be so stressed out. Oh, I am. For and sure. Be and be going I was. to work some, somewhere else. And you've got kids to take care of. Yeah. And it's, you how know, do you do it? That's part of the 
small business owner, entrepreneur's mind, especially in the hospitality industry. I mean, you look at what Sean and Christy Hackinson did, right? They outfitted mm-hmm. their food truck. They kept their people employed. And they went neighborhood to neighborhood taking pre-orders and then setting up shop. And people would come up you know, socially distance one house at a time and grab their food. And that's what they had to do to make it work. They don't, I don't think they had to furlough many people. I, you know, that's that's what small business owners have to do. You have to make it work. Yep, you do. Okay, well, perfect. We're going to take a break, y'all. We'll be right back to Mr. Murphy's Bros. Show. If you enjoy acoustic guitars, stop by the showroom at the Gallagher Guitar Company on Walnut Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We are open to the public every Saturday from 10 until 2 and at other times by appointment. We also offer educational tours of the guitar building process. And be sure to check out our live music venue. Why go to Nashville when you can hear live music in downtown Murfreesboro? Look us up at GallagherGuitar.com. Has your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040 or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. All right, we are back to the Mr. Murphy's Braille Show. I'm Michael and White here with Bill Wilson. Hey, hey, hey. I need to give a shout out to uh, Meredith, Meredith's parents. 
Yeah. Nikki and Peggy Thomas, happy anniversary. It's their 51st anniversary. Happy Aww. anniversary. They're happy so anniversary. sweet. Love we y'all. love them. It's a long time. And we love you too, Mayor. Yeah, Mayor, we love you too. <laughs> we need to get Mayor on the show. Um, okay, so during the break, we were talking to Chef Alex about some of the things, some of the cool things that he's done. So let's talk about where you graduated high school and then you taught culinary arts at a school here in Murfreesboro. Yes. So I graduated from Riverdale. All right, all right. At the turn of the century, <laughs> uh, 1999, and... Uh, the day I graduated, I dove into my friend's pool and I dove into the shallow end and got a concussion. It was a great day. Nice. You graduated in 99? I did. I did too. Okay, so okay. we're the same high age. Fives, high yeah. Fives. Flat pants. We used to say if you think you're cute and you know you're fine, you must be the class of 99. Oh, girl. <laughs> Ours was the class of Maybe that was just an Oxford thing. The class with more. You know, you're knocking on heaven's door when you graduated from 84. Yeah. I just came up with that on a right. first group. Yeah, I like that. Ad lib stuff. Love it. Okay. It's got a brain. Anyway, so back. <laughs> Barely, I got my melatonin in my pocket and ready to go to bed. Oh my god, we, I know we're some grand grandparents. Okay, so Graham, Graham, grand okay. grandparents. <laughs> okay, grandfather Alex, tell us about your teaching. Sure, uh, I was. Um, I graduated culinary school in 2008. Uh, I got kicked out of MTSU in uh-huh. 2000 and. One two thousand two, with a stellar GPA of like one point six four. I got on campus every day. It was just getting to the classroom was a real big problem because you'd be like, "Hey man, you'll go play disc golf and go to La Siesta." <laughs> or was it from the <laughs> night to both the of night before? Right. Was it from the night? Before no, it was no, no. It was just I was fine. Like I never really got. There's people that might listen to this and disagree. Where did you disagree. hang out? I'm really what? glad there was no social media back then. For real, me so too. Were, me too. Did you graduate from MTSU? Um, n- no, I was politely asked to leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang, we won't go into bad. that. In 01. A, a fist fight? Maybe? No, no. Just a, uh, just academic probation. Just a terrible, terrible, no. just a terrible job. Yeah. I didn't I go back. I was in college for eight years straight. <laughs> I, I, there's yeah. a thing called perseverance, and that's what sure. uh, Bill, I'm I'm proud to of remember. Bill, but people get tired of hearing about me and, and graduate, taking eight years and all that stuff. But No, I think that's impressive. You knew what you wanted. Kinda. I started there. I went through two presidents. I went there when there was only like <laughs> 9,000 students. And when I graduated, I think there was 20,000. Hey, Bill, you know. <laughs> wow. But yeah, you knew I, people on campus. I yeah. changed my major like four times, right? I went from psychology to recording industry to physical therapy to, you know, you start getting into like the, the whole psychosexual adjustment classes and you're like, this is getting a little out of hand for me. Uh-huh. So I can't, these people got some serious mental disorders. I'm going to have to step out of this. Right. That's so where, where'd yeah. you go to culinary school? I went to the Art Institute, which is in Mount Juliet, which is now bankrupt and gone. Mm-hmm. Culinary school, when I started going, was the second biggest business in the United States. Food Network had blown up. Everybody thought they wanted to be a chef. They mm-hmm. thought it was putting food on plates, working for 30 minutes, and be like, okay, see you. And that's not what it is. It's you're literally like peeling potatoes for four hours and then washing the dishes. And that's that's what being a chef is. It's a lot of prep. Yeah, it's a lot of it. Well, you a become a chef and open a restaurant because you love to cook, and then you wind up not doing any of those things. You wind up outsourcing the things that you love, and you start doing payroll and taxes and inventory. And it's like, this is a desk job. This is terrible. Right. And so I'm not. I'm not an administratively minded person, so that really I've struggled very bad with that. Uh, but anyway, so 2011 or 12, Gail Vick, who was actually my, my principal at Riverdale, right, or my assistant principal at Riverdale, who was the principal at Blackman, 
calls me up That's and right. asks me if I want a teaching job. Uh, Daryl Mackin was stepping out to do a soldier's child full time. Right. And so she asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, I have no no clue what I'm I've never been a teacher before yeah and she was like well there's a loophole in the career technical education system where if you've been in the industry for any number of years like a certain number of years you can teach the subject and then you can go get your accreditation while you're teaching and then you can become a full-time teacher and so I was like I mean I'll check it out and so I started the week after fall break it was terrible. I mean, I I was terrible. Uh, Mr. Mackin said the best advice I can give you is don't let them see you smile. And so I was like, they take advantage of you. I was like this hardcore, not me kind of guy. And I, after about six or seven weeks, I was like, I can't do, I can't be this person anymore. And I started becoming myself. And I honestly, I, teaching was probably the pivotal job of my life. And Why? you taught culinary, culinary arts for okay. three years at Blackman. Yeah, okay. we took our, um, we took our our. That school became the number one culinary program in the state awesome. when I was there. Yeah, we That's won the awesome. Pro Start State Championship. That's awesome. I know that makes you so proud. It was cool. Well, I mean, this, this, the the group of kids that I had at that time, they did all the hard work, and they, I mean, they, I mean, they fell apart at nationals, which was. A travesty but you know it, that's that was one competition that was really hard because they didn't let you talk to your team while they were in the middle of their competition like give them advice or they wouldn't they, you, you weren't even allowed to, to make eye contact was there like a teleprompter up there or like a mirror where they're cooking and stuff no they're just in this big arena roped off like cattle and uh they weren't allowed to look at you talk to you and they had 60 minutes to produce a specific amount of knife cuts break down a chicken and then cook three uh, three dishes, three of each dish, and they only were allowed to use butane, like a camping stove. Mm-hmm. They could not use any electricity. It was cr- it's crazy. It's it, crazy. They were making it hard just to see if they could do it. Yep, that's the Pro Start Championship. It's wild, man, and they pulled it off. We had they had three weeks to practice, and they won number one in the state. That's really cool. So awesome. tell me why that was a pivotal moment yeah. for you. So in a restaurant, you you're very limited in what you learn, right? You learn what is on your prep list or what the chef teaches you and and this is kind of the world that you live in unless you go home and read study and do some self-learning that's it you're going to go in you're going to be a saute cook somewhere and you're going to work you're going to do these six dishes that's it okay and if you don't really care about your industry you're not going to push yourself you're not going to learn and with teaching i had to teach four different classes something different every single day and i had to make it interesting right and so i just i had to teach my study hall right no (laughs) and so and i wanted them to want to be in class Mm -hmm. and these classes were two hours long and so i would you know go to the grocery store every morning 7 a.m and i would kind of just walk through Publix and walk through sam's and say what am i going to teach today and every day I would teach them how to you know, break down a fish. We'd get in whole cuts of beef and we'd, you know, I was teaching them real stuff. And it was, we ran a restaurant. We ran the concession stand during the football games. I mean, they awesome. learned how to operate a business. They learned how to make food during a lunch service. It was a, it was a really cool experience. That's rewarding. That is, yeah. it is rewarding. And you're yeah, young fun. and cute. I'm sure that, you know, <laughs> that they appreciated that. You probably were one of their favorite teachers a lot of them did not i was really hard uh-huh. uh, i'm not a big believer in like do-overs oh. and uh especially <laughs> during like, like phil mickelson during like during yeah during testing you know one of my seniors one time put his exam down he goes i want to do over tomorrow and i said what no why 
He's like, well, I didn't study. I'm going to need to do over. I was like, that doesn't sound like this works. I'm going to cut it. And uh, I was like, well, my history teacher gives me a do over. I was like, well, I ain't your history teacher. Was right. his last name Wilson? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no. But it was a. Uh, oh, my gosh. That would have been me in school. Like, please. I still get emails and Instagram messages and Facebook messages from old students just saying, you know, thank you for pushing me and challenging me. And Are there a lot of those kids in the uh, food business? No, none, any of them of them? none of them. You scarred them. <laughs> yeah, way no, to go. I terrified them. They don't. <laughs> this is what it actually is. One of them That's tried. True. I'm sorry. Uh, one of them tried. He actually. So the guys that the, the ones that won the competition, they got a pretty hefty scholarship to the CIA. And um, that's cool. Up in New York. And so he went there. And when he graduated, he got a job at a, a hotel, I believe, in Florida. Then he came to work for me, and he did not fully understand what the restaurant industry was, and right. it turns out he didn't like it. Right. And so, you know, he wasted a lot of time going to that school. It's just the classroom is a very protected bubble. You don't know right. what the real world is like, and restaurant world is, is tough. I mean, it's standing on your feet, yes. taking care of things that cost a lot of money. It's tough. We've got a it caller. Do we, we have, have a, a caller? Okay, let's listen. I wonder who it is. Who is it? Oh, is it our buddy Hello, Jeff? Hello, caller. Who how is you this? Doing, Mr. Murphy, bro, how you doing? Hey, Hello. great. Is this Jeff? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, Murphy, great. I missed you. I missed you at the music baseball today. Oh, it was today. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I miss you today. It's going to be in a couple couple weeks at the at Oakland Park, so you can go out and hang out, and watch watch some more of it. But uh, well, thanks for reminding good. me. Pretty, but it was pretty, today, right? <laughs> yeah, it was this afternoon. Yeah, they played this afternoon. It, it, it is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty fun. I had quite a few people out there to watch, so it's pretty, pretty fun. It's, it's a little, little sticky and humid, but uh, yeah, a little hot. Next time, Bill, Bill, Bill loves yeah, it be, out there. I He'll love be there. vintage baseball, but hey, do, have you been listening to the show? Do you have a question? Yeah, for I, Alex? I, I don't want to ask you, Chef. Like, do you, um, do you recommend like as far as meals? Like you were talking about certain amount. You were talking about like six ounces of protein, like having certain amounts of like protein and vegetables like for every different meal and stuff because I know I, I watch um, like there's different shows I watch on Food Network different other channels and like uh, I know um, like uh, Guy Fee's one of the chefs I like to watch a lot so many shows and stuff yeah. and he'll go to these restaurants and of course they'll have of course they don't have you know they have my have I don't know how much ounces they have like of course way bigger plates than they ever can do but he'll eat a bunch of food I don't know how you stay so thin and <laughs> But, uh, but, and then I want to ask you too. Did you know he just signed a, a contract with Food Network? Uh, renewed it for a, it, it's a contract. It's three years for eighty million dollars. Wow. Who is this? Uh, Guy Fieri. Yeah. You were on his show. We'll talk about that in a minute. So Jeff, your question is about meal prepping and how much protein we should have. How much protein? Like you said, all your stuff is fresh and from scratch. But how much protein, vegetables, like bread, and all that stuff? You eat, and I'll just hang up and listen. Thanks, sure. Jeff. Thanks sure. for calling in. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on everybody's desired weight, what their goals are. For me, I'm 215 pounds, and so I eat about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So I'm getting anywhere from 200 to 215 grams of protein a day, which roughly equates to like four to five chicken breasts whole. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. Right? It's a lot. But and then I try to get all of my carbohydrates from vegetable sources instead of, you know, refined sugars or pastas. I do eat rice, but What's the best vegetables? Oh. For, I mean, sweet potatoes for carbs sweet potatoes. are fantastic. Okay. 
Um, just incredibly nutrient dense, delicious. And then, I mean, broccoli is really a super vegetable, right? It's got all kinds of fiber and potassium and iron and vitamins and all that kind of stuff in there. Asparagus are incredibly delicious for you. Just not a lot of it. Asparagus is just like, well, for me, it, what it's, about okra? How about fried okra? I mean, <laughs> do you know where okra is originally from? Mississippi, Oklahoma. Oh my God, Oklahoma. I'm just okay, <laughs> I'll be here all I like night. I'll be here, night, folks. be here all night. Okra is uh, my favorite vegetable. Is it? Yes, I, I love okra I, I too. Like Boiled okra, fried, fried like, mostly from my grandmother. I will eat it exactly. Anyway. It's the best. And tomato is my favorite fruit. Oh, I love a good it, tomato. Everybody thinks a tomato's vegetable. Everybody. But it still looks like when you open it up, it's in the larva stage or something. You <laughs> what? Know? You don't like tomatoes, Oh, I Bill? love tomatoes. In fact, do you ever go to the farmer's market? We That's have the it only on... type of tomato to buy. Oh, if you buy sure. a tomato what about an orange from the tomato? grocery store in January, you should just be strung up. I know. I still do it. Oh. What about an orange and red tomato? Which one's better for you? Do you know? I don't know that there's a, a, a health difference. I guess if you're a UT fan, you eat the orange tomato. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Has- Haskell Evans... Uh, by far grows my favorite tomatoes it's chocolate tomatoes and he's he's at the farmer's market um i love that every saturday every saturday it's gotten so much bigger right i went last week and it's huge but you're not supposed to take your dog down there because i took miller down there why is that you can take your dog they tried to call the law why is that did not you can take dogs this year you could not do it last year in the pandemic because they weren't allowing them because people would gather but dogs are allowed okay i'm uh, can we check that? Let's source that out. Let's find out. Is that sure. why Bill, they couldn't bring dogs? Because they would gather around the dog? Yeah, they didn't. They were just trying to limit ways because of, you know, to keep people. I thought it was because they thought the dogs were spreading COVID. No, no, no. They just were trying to limit reasons for people to gather. So got They got rid of that preacher guy, too. Did you know that? Who? The guy that stands out and tell, tells everybody they're going to Hades. Oh, <laughs> I don't I know. Like, I've never seen him. It's right there on, on the corner. He's got a megaphone. That's something that hey, that's for another show. <laughs> have you had the, we'll uh, have him on as a guest. Yeah, have like you had the uh, MTSU Creamery's chocolate milk? Yes. yes. Oh my god, delicious! And their triple chocolate ice cream. It's oh so good. Boy, it's the really best. good. Butter so pecan's good. good too, but the the triple chocolate is to die for. MTSU it, has a a lot of programs that are really fantastic. Yeah, they really do. People I'm, don't realize the farm. There's a farm out on two thirty one. They mm-hmm. they have land all throughout the county. And did you know something else about Intissue that they had an airport on campus? What? What? Yeah. Where the ag building is, there was a runway. This was in the 50s. Wait, what year? Okay, what year was this? This was in the 50s. No, seriously, I'll bring the annual up here. It's out there in the car. I want to see There it. was a airport airfield where they landed and took off there. That's very cool. And that's why they have one of the best aviation. Yeah. In the country. I mean, in concrete management, recording My industry. In concrete management. Fermentation. I mean, it's becoming yeah. a school it, that is tough to, to compete with. Right. I know. It's right impressive. here in town. It's impressive. I'm so proud. It's a great, it's a good school. It really is. Is it still the largest college in the state? Well, I think there's 20, there's there's a lot of people who commute back and forth. Okay. But I think there's around 21,000, 22,000. It got up to around 28,000 or so. Yes. And undergrads. It, it was bigger than UT Knox. So I, st- I, I think it is as far as undergrads. Yes, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have someone on Facebook saying, Our hometown is so lucky to have Alex so intelligent and takes pride in his restaurants. Love to hear you talk. 
Isn't that nice? Wow. Who do I need to send a check to? <laughs> no, say, right. What's your, is what, that free mail? What's your Venmo? I I'm going to send you a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> send it to my Venmo and I'll make sure he gets it. <laughs> right. Michael Lynn White. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Alex, can we talk about, um, I know a lot of people, we mentioned it briefly, but, you know, people do not understand the restaurant business, how hard it is, what all goes into it. So right. just briefly tell everybody, you know, about Dallas and Jane and why and why you decided to stop. You talked about pandemic sure. and all that, but just let's talk about that Location. a little bit more. Yeah, that was a big that, that was apparently a big one. Um, you know, I did not know that you don't know what you don't know, right? right? And uh, I spent a, a large portion of my time working in Nashville and working in places that are not easy to find you know a lot of the restaurants in nashville are not easy to find right but they stay busy right and they're packed and you will drive to find them they'll be in a random neighborhood right and you'll park and you'll walk three blocks to go eat there and um i was at the time i was my kitchen was at the grove at williamson place and i was just doing catering a restaurant was always my dream and uh, John Blankenship sent me a text on December the 14th of 2018. The banker nope, or the attorney? Um, <laughs> the, There's two of the them. The real estate guy. Okay. Um, He's out of our office. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. And he said, you know anybody looking for a restaurant? I've got one that just came open. And I was like, and I think somebody had broken my oven or unplugged my refrigerator the day before. And I was like, I think I might. And so... I went and walked the space. Ronnie Martin and I actually went and walked right. the space, and it was uh, the Hoof at the time. So it looked the Hoof completely different. Yeah, the same people that owned Opossums owned it, right? And it looked completely different. And I walked in and I said, "I immediately know what I can do to this place." Mm -hmm. And uh, it took me about four months, seventeen hours a day, about seven days a week, and I did most of the work. I had some help from Andy Holmes, and he had some guys, and uh, another great guy. Yeah. Oh, for fantastic! And uh, Roscoe Brown did the HVAC. Right. Um, but we did a lot of work to ourselves and we basically built a restaurant for $90,000, wow. which is incredibly cheap. I mean, it costs most restaurants between 500,000 to 90,000. That was it. That was it. How many mm -hmm. years ago was that? Three years ago? Yeah. 2018. Okay. was when we opened. Right. Um, and when we initially opened, it was pretty slow. You know, that's kind of normal getting a restaurant out there, trying to grow the brand. I was doing the best I could with social media. Didn't have a ton of marketing dollars to spend on it. And, um, you know, news started traveling. It was it was going pretty well. We won the Firefly Award for Best Restaurant in uh, Murfreesboro. Nice. Eater Nashville called us the best restaurant in Rutherford County. Things were going well. August of 2019, no, nobody knows what happens. I mean, we're one of the best. We were number one on Yelp in Rutherford County. We right. were highly reviewed on Open Table and Resi. Um, almost number one in the Middle Tennessee area. Those reviews are big time, too. They That's are, they yeah. They spread. Um, very high reviews on Facebook, but our sales dropped by 50% just overnight. And they stayed that way for five months. Wow. And I was losing servers due to not making money. I was mm -hmm. losing cooks due to not making their, getting their hours. I took out about $160,000 in loans just to mm. sustain the business. So what do you think? You don't know? I don't know. N nothing to do with competition? Or no, anything. I mean. No, um, nothing like Watergate? or <laughs> No, no. There, uh, From what I knew, there was no bad talk there was right. no ill will it just but it is competitive oh absolutely it's a very okay. competitive space um but you know after 6 30 at night my restaurant was just dead mm -hmm. right 
And the the thing that was funny about Dallas and Jane was that it's that we sat fifty five guests, right? So if there's thirty people in there, it feels full. Mm-hmm. But the the problem is the average guest ticket was thirty eight dollars, and so thirty people spending thirty eight dollars when your break even is thirteen hundred dollars a day, yeah. you're not like, making any money. Like right. making, yeah. Not making any money, and so. There was, I was going through some serious depression. I mean, I was working 90 to 100 hours a week, did not see my children and, you know, trying to figure out what to do, what to do, what to do. And I had a few conversations and um, we closed for our little winter break between New Year's and January the 7th. And then we reopened with a winter menu and I thought it was going to be brand new and fresh and really just 14 people came to eat the first night and then 13 and then 12. And so Friday, we were one of the 14 Meredith and I came to. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I appreciate it. And um, pass that muffin. Jan- <laughs> January, go, January right. the 10th, um, I went Facebook Live from my restaurant page and I was just trying to let people that followed the page know where, where we were at, what mm-hmm. we were doing, and what was happening. It was in no way an attempt to pander to people or I was just trying to let people know like, hey, this is where we're at. This is what might happen at the end of February. I don't know that I have enough funds to continue business. And I I could not have expected what happened. I mean, that video that was three or four minutes long went went around the United States in a matter of hours. Did it really? 75,000 people saw it in a matter of hours. And there were people that owned gyms in North Carolina that were sharing it saying, I feel this guy's pain. We can't compete with planet hot planet fitness. Did you do a GoFundMe? I mean, no, no, there was, I wasn't asking for anybody's money, but you were just telling what's going on. I was so just telling what was going went on. around the country. I wasn't asking for but anything. You like a, that just goes to show there's still compassion, even though in the society we live in, there's oh, a absolutely. lot of hate. And- we, so we had 30 reservations booked that weekend. Just That's 30 people total for Friday and Saturday. We did over 370 covers. We got slammed. Yeah. I mean, slammed. My sous chef and I were just laughing. Like, it, the, the line did not stop coming out of the door. It was amazing. And it continued like that all the way through Valentine's Day. And then COVID. Yeah. Uh. And, and so we tried the to-go model. And then the majority of my staff completely left the industry. Like, they just left. My sous chef started his own Mexican uh, pop-up kind of thing in Nashville called Alabrije, so he's doing his own thing. Right. But my grill cook moved back to California. My One of my servers got a job at SpaceX. The other one became a liquor rep in Philadelphia. The other one got a biology master's. One of them selling real estate. So my staff, they didn't just get furloughed. They left the industry completely. Completely. And then... The pandemic lasted and lasted and lasted. And with restrictions, I couldn't open a 55-seat restaurant with 25% capacity. It didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, feed 12 people? That's never going to make money. And so we thought we were going to reopen. We thought we were going to reopen, and it just kept on going. And so we did the immediate fix, which was the meal prep company. It started to work. It started to stick. And I got perspective of... I get to see my family more often. Good. I get to close at 7 p.m. versus 9 or 10 p.m. Yes. So it was, it was good. Really? It's, it's really strange to say this. You thought it, it was terrible, but then it turned out being good. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself in the beginning because, you know, I'm built to work. But it's weird to say that the pandemic was a blessing. But for a lot of business owners that were struggling or people looking for a career change, it gave them that switch to do it. Right. It let some restaurants cut the cord Mm -hmm. and gave them the reason to do it they didn't have to say 
we're done. The pandemic yeah. was their reason, and they've, and they've gotten out of the, the industry altogether. The good Lord always leaves a door open. I think that's really cool. I didn't know exactly what happened. So yeah. that's just, it kind of makes me sad. Y'all were on such a good roll, and then it happened. But you're doing well now, and it's worked out for you, which is great. It's still hard to be in the building sometimes because I miss putting food on plates, uh-huh. right? And I miss that that dining experience of talking to people and, and being creative. My creativity is a little limited with with a meal prep company because I, I can't really shove foie gras and caviar plastic, into somebody's, yeah. right. somebody's plastic container and then charge them $11. Right. But, but I do enjoy what I'm doing. The people that I have working with me are great, and there's a lot more freedom involved now. What are some of the shows you've been on? We were talking about this earlier on Food Network. Uh, so I was on Guy's Grocery Games in 2015. Uh, lost. You <laughs> was lost. that experience so fun, though? Yeah, it was pretty uh, it's eye-opening to see what actually happens on a TV show that it's not it's not real. Nothing right. that you watch is real. Uh, no, no live not. audience. Oh, it's edited to the hilt. I mean, there's no really there's not really a time clock. Like they give you five or six minutes after the time runs out, and then everybody goes, "All right, y'all ready? All right, hands up. Time's out. Time's out. So I've been, oh, I've been done serious? for six minutes. Just That's funny. Yeah. What about Maria? The 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 uh, mornings with Maria. Mornings with Maria. Maria. Now, what's her last name? Baratromo. Barrett, yes. She from Bartolomo, New York City. Barrett, yes, New York City. Mornings with Maria. What was? When was that? What was that like? So that was two months ago. Wow. And I was delivering some food to Franklin, and I get a call from a producer for Fox, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm a producer for Fox. I've got a show that I'm looking for restaurants that have pivoted during the pandemic. Came across yours. Would love to talk to you tomorrow morning and do an interview with you." And I was like, "Cool, yeah, I can do that." And he said, okay, so it's going to be uh, Eastern time for us. So you're going to need to be 545 in the morning. It's called Mornings with Maria. And I said, wait, what? What? I said, I thought you were Fox Nashville. He goes, no, this is Fox New York, Mornings with Maria. And I said, like, okay. the, the, the only thing running through my head is like, Ching. I'm getting pumped. Like Ashton Kutcher's going to pop out and be right. like, nobody in New York wants you on their show, man. You're out of here. And so, <laughs> like, but hmm. it was real. It was. I woke up at three in the morning, went and ran three miles to get my head right. Go to the restaurant, set up my computer. I'm on Zoom. The producer comes on. He goes, okay, man, when this thing goes live, you're not going to be able to see anything, but she can see you. And I was like, oh, my God, what? I feel like you're back in kindergarten. Yeah, so (laughs) my screen immediately goes black. He says, just stare at the green dot. And she starts talking to me. And all I can see is my reflection in my my computer screen, just like, I guess, don't don't look or sound like an idiot. And there's a lot to be said (laughs) about seeing someone when they're speaking. For sure. You can, somehow your brain processes the question (laughs) faster. So she's talking to me and I'm like, just answer, just listen to what she's saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. But it was, I mean, it was good. It was a very... It was a cool experience. That is a cool experience. So you watched it back, and you were happy with the way it went. Yeah, I don't think I came off like a total moron. That's good. Can people watch that now? Can people go and watch that? Yeah, I think they can Google it. Google it. I'll have to Google it and watch it. It's like a four-minute clip, but they were talking about how, you know, cool they thought the the whole going from fine dining to lean cuisines are. How cool what? Going from a fine dining restaurant to making lean cuisines for a living. You know, (laughs) change. It's an interesting thing. I know. That is really good. Okay, well... I think we're going to go to a break right now. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Gallagher Guitar Company has been building guitars since 1965. Today we build some of the finest guitars in the world on Walnut Street right here in downtown Murfreesboro. We provide educational tours on Saturdays or at other times by appointment. Whether an individual or as a family, you're sure to find it interesting. Call us at 615-801-8043 or visit our website at GallagherGuitar.com. Grand Slam Collectibles is your place in Murfreesboro to buy, sell, and trade sports cards, collectibles, and memorabilia. Head over to their website only at GrandSlam.com. They're located at 1254 Northwest Broad Street. You can also reach them by phone at 615-809-2362 or become one of their over 30,000 followers on Facebook at Grand Slam Collectibles 615. Is your home experienced storm damage or do you just need a remodel? Oakstone Builders LLC is your answer. They also build custom homes. You can find them at 3173 South Church Street here in Murfreesboro or call 931-488-5967. That's 931-488-5967. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parts Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Regal Tile provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Tile will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street here in Murfreesboro or online at regaltitlellc.com or by phone at 615-295-8042. We are back. <laughs> we were too busy dancing during the break. Sorry about Michael that. Lynn, we're back. Please. It's the Mr. Murphy's Bro Show with Let's Michael go. Lynn and Bill and Alex Ballou. Hey, hey, hey. You know, I, I, we were talking about this earlier. I have fond memories of restaurants growing up. One was the New Orleans Manor down by the airport. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 101st Airport. Oh, yeah. We'd go and eat. And, uh, it, you know, you'd go to the New Orleans Manor and it was seafood. And you would spend, Dad would spend $30 a for adults and maybe fifteen for kids, spend a hundred bucks, and that was back in the day. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Then we go watch the airplanes, you know, coming in. That was that was a treat. Uh, 
God, Bill, they, I they know tried, y'all are so rich. They tried to put us on a plane <laughs> to get rid of us. And rich in love. But and Shoney's was the place after church. If you lived here in Murfreesboro in the 70s, Shoney's was the go-to place. Fine dining. Fish and chips. So coke, good. And then the strawberry pie. And when we would leave there, I would grab that bowl of suckers and try to stuff my pockets. And I'd have suckers all over the parking lot. But uh, <laughs> that Shoney's was the place. But now it's shut down and... There's it no it went shoney's. a little downhill. It did a little bit. I mean, it's they the, used to have a breakfast buffet too. Honestly, the era of the Applebee's and the Ruby Tuesdays is kind of going away. It really is. What is the nothing rest? like a riblet platter though? Crapplebee's, my Crapple-bees. friends. And I <laughs> what about Crapplebee's? Crapplebee's. I'm sorry, Applebee's. I've never Don't heard that. That's amazing. We had That's what about Ryan's Steakhouse? That's awesome. Ooh, I don't know now, if I, I, I went there when I got baptized. Oh, did you really? Oh, man, what about Whataburger? <laughs> what about they're coming to town supposedly? It's you it either is like it or you don't. It is. I've never had it's good, one, but I'll say this: it's mind blowing that they're going to tear down that big huge building the old chicago don pablo's is where i used to work really traffic is going to be a nightmare it's already crazy between chick-fil-a and whatever they need their own exit ramp man they sure do and people get oh they get so they need like an eight they need like a bridge over broadway style thing for chick-fil-a or a helipad just (laughs) flying tell us what is the most expensive thing if we're going to a restaurant where's the markup Salad, steak. I always thought it was steaks. Yeah, I mean steaks. In my experience, you really can't charge. To be to be honest, which most people won't really believe this, restaurants have been undercharging for years. They have, and we've adopted the mentality that the customer's always right, and people have taken abuse that they should, probably shouldn't have because the customer's always right, and right. people get run ragged and they get burnt out and they get abused, and that's not that's just not cool. And that's a lot of rude. people realize that throughout the pandemic that you know the era of the Yelper is is going away. I mean it, that that's not really a, a status that anybody in the restaurant world cares about. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how many Yelp reviews you've written this year. If you're a bad person, you're not to, if you're not taking care of my staff, it doesn't really matter. But I would say from a, from a financial standpoint, anything that you buy on the dessert realm has generally got a pretty decent markup. But, you know, it, most desserts, sugar's not very expensive. Cream brulee. Eggs, yeah. I mean, $3. You eggs, cream, and sugar, and some vanilla. That's it. You got maybe seventy five cents to a buck in it. They're gonna charge you nine or ten dollars. Yeah, but you know what? That creme brulee is good. Yeah. I don't know how to make it. Can so. and will you make it? Nope. 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 So you're paying for the the skill that the person that's making it has, right? To get that perfect taste. And then you're paying for the guy that has to wash the dish that you're gonna lick. Right. You know, there's yeah. a lot of things that go on behind the scenes of a restaurant. Tell us about your uh, podcast. So it's called Life in the Weeds. In the okay. weeds is a it's pretty yep. much a, it's a life term. Nothing it's, to do with him. No, like, it's, okay. this is not a marijuana based <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. But um, which I do have to explain that to a lot of people that I pitched to be on the podcast. That's funny. But it's basically in the weeds is very much of a restaurant term. Just overwhelmed, getting run over, quadruple sat. This table's asking for sweet tea, butter, ranch, honey mustard, and napkins, and I'm just I'm in the weeds. I can't see straight. You know, I'm just overextended. Gotcha. And so. The whole the whole foundation of the podcast is to talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs that are finding the balance between running a successful business and managing their family because those two things are incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, family is a lot of work and takes a lot of time, but a small business requires an awful lot of sacrifice. So how do you make both things work? I can tell you without a doubt, 
if it wasn't for my wife, I would have no family. Mm -hmm. She is the the captain of my ship. Right. And she allows me to take care of my business. And don't get me wrong, there's been multiple hard conversations that have been based on what's a priority and what's not. But priorities ebb and flow. And it just, right. you, know, you know, this is a priority for me right now. I'm being here with you all talking. Right. But if I got a text message saying that my wife just had a stroke, you can bet that I'd drop this headphones and, and go. Yeah. Priorities change. And so... I've been able to talk to some really interesting people. Uh, I got I'm, I'm I'm working to get the guys from Slim and Huskies on right now. Whoa. But I've got I've got chefs from I've got three Michelin star chefs from England that are slated to be on. I've got uh, Gavin Kaysen from Minneapolis is going to be on. Chris Barrett, who Ronnie Barrett was his dad, he invented the shoulder fire 50 caliber sniper rifle. Right, right. He yes. was on. The pastry chef from Blackberry Farm was just on. Love it. Um, Phil Valentine, who's a conservative talk Phil. show, wrote yeah. his son Campbell Valentine. They have a podcast he was just on. And so I'm really trying to get people that are entrepreneurial minded and let's talk about the the grind let's talk about how you're getting to where you're going i think it's interesting that's great stuff it really sounds really cool i'm definitely gonna Thank listen you. you were just doing so much i'm so Trying. impressed and i'm i'm so proud of you like i don't thanks. know who I'm, I'm like i'm so proud oh, we haven't you've just done a, a lot and you've had done. you've had to you've just had to do it and you're making it work and i just love that thank you he was a musician yeah i, I mean there's stuff we hadn't covered but yeah i used to want to come back my voice used to sound like this is that I, right then i had vocal surgery in 2012 very wide did you yeah. really yes did yes. you have to go quiet and write things down so for three weeks i could not make a sound oh my god uh, shout out to brandon mangus fantastic man great doctor uh he was on the team that, at vanderbilt when i had my surgery but he's here now as an ent but yeah i had a vocal nodule mm -hmm. that was uh, falling between my vocal folds so when your vocal cords vibrate, they rub together. That's what creates sound. And you're, so you force air through your vocal cords. They rub. They create a, a, to a tone. I had this like tree that was basically falling between my vocal folds, and they would not vibrate Timber. and make sound. So I would be talking to you like this. And <clears throat> oh, my god! That's weird. <laughs> and so I was singing on stage at New Vision, and that happened to me. And I was like... I gotta get this thing fixed out. That fixed. is so, scary. We're glad you're able to talk. Thank you. We are. Let's yeah. real quick before because we just have a couple of minutes left. This has been so fun, but let's tell everybody fast. where they can order your meals yes. and listen to your podcast. Yes. If you want to order online, most people do pick up on Mondays to kind of start their week off with their meals. Uh, you need to order by Saturday at 8 p.m. and you can go to madesouthmeals.com. Mm -hmm. If you enter MS Meals 20, on the promo code when you check out you can get 20 percent off your first order oh discount code yay right? you can buy all of our meats in bulk all of our sides in bulk and you can get your entire diet and situation straight you can get five take them to work for the right. week see how much easier it makes your lunch people tend to impulse buy during lunch and they scramble and that's when they mm -hmm. one bad meal can really throw off a few days worth of dieting mm -hmm. so it's not worth it or we can also uh you can also do grab and go we're open from 11 to 7 Monday through Friday. It's at 352 West Northfield Boulevard. Suite the old Dallas and Jane. The old yeah. Dallas and Jane location. The what? old Dallas and Jane. I didn't even that, know that. You That's didn't great. Know that. Alex, Bill, I want to thank <laughs> you for your time. Yes. My pleasure. And your energy. You just got great energy. Great. Um, and My melatonin also, hadn't kicked in yet. Yeah, it hadn't <laughs> kicked in. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, buddy. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors Rhonda McCreary with Iberia Bank, Chris Rowland with Oakstone Builders, Nate. The Great Burns with Grand Slam Collectibles, Tabitha King with Regal Title, and Dave Mathis with uh, Gallagher Guitars. That's a cool place. If that is, a, he's a cool guy. 
off a wallet. Yep. Great guy. They have a. It's all simple pure sweets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Uh, this is Bill Wilson, Mr. Murfreesboro. I think we are fixing to get out of here. Thanks again, Alex. Thanks Thank again, you for having Michael me. Lynn. It's been so fun. Yes. And we don't know who's going to be here next week, but we'll have, we'll let you know. On Mr. Murfreesboro's Facebook page. Thank y'all for listening. Have a great night. Take care. <laughs>